shoulda, coulda, woulda. Had an auto accident? It's common to wonder how things could have turned out differently. If only. No regrets. If only you had Erie Insurance. With Erie, instead of regrets, you can focus on putting your mishap behind no you. Regrets. With an Erie Rate Lock Auto Policy, your rate won't take a hit, no matter what. It stays put until you change a car, driver, or address. People who treat you fairly, legendary service, great rates. That's what it means to have seriously good insurance for your auto, home, or business. Erie Insurance. So instead of regrets, get to know Erie. See for yourself why more than 90% of Erie customers stay with us year after year. Go to erieinsurance.com. That's erieinsurance.com for a quote or contact your local independent Erie agent today. Erie Rate Lock is not available in all states. Limited to three years in Virginia. Other conditions and limitations at erieinsurance.com. Erie Insurance. Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Addict, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. fans out there. Welcome to our eight years of movie fun anniversary party. You know, folks, time sure flies when you're having fun. And that's what's been happening with Movie Attic Headquarters for the past eight years here on Blog Talk Radio. So today we're celebrating by playing clips of some famous guests and favorite shows and by giving away three film-related books. Plus, the top 10 most listened to episodes during the last 12 months will be revealed, as well as the guest or show with the most uh, listeners during the past eight years. And surprise guests might call in. But before getting started, I want to call on our producer extraordinaire who's been here with me and uh, helping out and, and doing so many things to, to make sure that Movie Attic Headquarters happens. And it is the delightful, the charming Miss Nikki Starr. Nikki, uh, how are you? And is the chat room ready for our listeners to call in? I'm fantastic and so glad to be here for this special show. And the chat room is open, so go ahead and click on in. We're waiting for you. Yes, I, I'm glad that you mentioned that because we really appreciate our chatters and all our listeners, of course. So now, on with the show. I think the best place to begin would be with an excerpt from our third anniversary show because it includes so many amusing interactions among our original co-host, Jack Jazz Shaw, our producer extraordinaire, Nikki Starr, and film critic, A.J. Hockery. This excerpt lasts about 20 minutes, and when it's finished, we'll be back live to bring everyone up to date or to listen to other clips. So, dear listeners, please get comfortable in our Movie Addict Headquarters time machine and prepare to enjoy a trip way back to the year 2012.
kiss is still a kiss A sigh is just a sigh The fundamental things apply As time goes by And when two lovers woo They still say I love you All that you can lie
some of those uh, shows. Now, how about you, Jazz? Are are you in the anniversary antics mode today? Oh, I'm always in antics mode. You know that. Uh, I wasn't around <laughs> as long sure. as both of you. I was listening for a long time before uh, I was actually brought on as part of the show. Uh, I was a fan of the show as well as uh, being a movie addict uh, long before I was asked to come on board. And I have to thank Nikki for that because she pointed me to mm-hmm. the show originally. So she was like, "Oh, you know, you have to watch. You have to listen to the show." And because I just watch movies, I write reviews of movies, and uh, I was just, oh, this is fantastic. So, yeah, it's been a a real thrill since you invited me to be here most of the time. Yes, most of the time. (laughs) And I thank Nikki for referring you to the show because you were so great calling in, I remember, and you were so faithful about calling in and sharing your opinions, and and it it was just uh, great to have you every week. So Nikki and I said, well, hey, we need a co-host, so nobody else but Jazz would do. So I'm really, really glad that you're here and that you've stayed uh, with us. And I can I can hardly wait to hear what all of you come up with about favorite moments and surprises and shocking guests. But first, I want to mention that in appreciation of our wonderful chatters and other listeners, we'll be giving away three books in a random drawing as part of our anniversary celebration. And Oh, these are, these are three. Well, uh, two out of three are really great books. I, I'm too humble to say that the third one is. The first one is Casablanca Film Trivia. Here's Looking at You, Kid, by Tom Barnes. And you'll remember, Jazz, we did a, a show with Tom Barnes talking about this book. Uh, the entire show was about Casablanca and the uh, and the one trivia. Of, one that of goes our best along. shows ever, by the way. I have to say, just a fantastic show and a great book. Absolutely. So uh, so anyone who's interested in, in receiving a copy of that will want to enter the drawing. And then the second book is by uh, one of our other favorite guests. It's by Kimberly Potts, and it's Everything I Need to Know I Learned from a Chick Flick. And Kimberly has been so uh, generous all through the uh, three years in giving us uh, books to give away. So that, those are two books that I know people will enjoy. And then I'm very happy to give away one of my own books, Confessions of a Movie Addict. So to participate in this drawing, just send me an email at realtalk at comcast.net. And that's R-E-E-L, realtalk at comcast.net. And put book drawing in the subject line. So now, back to favorite moments And I want to start out with my favorite funny lady because this month has been our salute to funny ladies of showbiz. And we were so thankful to get a visit in person by Debbie Reynolds. And this clip I think you'll all enjoy. It starts out with, uh, I believe Jazz is asking Debbie what she thought about Shirley MacLaine's performance in Postcards from the Edge. And the reason that question came up is because Poets Cards from the Edge is uh, from a book written by Debbie's daughter, Carrie Fisher. Debbie also talks about how talented her daughter is and about the men in her life. So here's, here's a little peek at the show where we paid tribute to the great Debbie Reynolds. What was your reaction to Shirley MacLaine's performance in Postcards from the Edge? I thought it was great. I wanted the part. I know. <laughs> and you should have gotten it. 
Well, I mean, Carrie, Carrie wrote wrote this part supposedly about me, which it wasn't, but, you know, everybody thought it was. So I said, look, everybody's going to think it is me. I might as well play it. But Mike Nichols says, uh, no, he wanted Shirley, so Shirley got to do it. She was wonderful. I thought she was great. Uh, it wasn't, it really isn't me, uh, you know. Luckily, I, I don't have that disease as far as alcoholism. I'm delighted because then I can have a drink once in a while. Because <laughs> if, you, if you have the disease, you can't. So I, I'm fortunate that I don't have that problem. But I thought it was a very funny picture, and I thought it, Carrie did a great job, wrote it. She's a great writer, Carrie. And like oh, I yes. said, she's opening next week on Broadway, so... It's called uh, Wishful Drinking, which is pretty funny. And uh, I'm, I'm praying that it'll be a big hit. Well, there you well, go, she's... Chase. You can open the bar when we all come to California. Okay. Well, yeah. All right, well, I'm coming to La Jolla. We're going to have drinks on the beach. Yeah, we'll have them on the beach. Thank we'll get you. arrested because they don't allow it. But Oh, well, then we'll, then we'll just sip wine it around your patio. Yeah. Yes, well, Carrie was well, Carrie was hilarious in uh, Thirty Rock too. That was oh, funny. Oh, oh, Carrie when, on Thirty Rock. She got, she got an there. Emmy. Yeah, she's hilarious. Emmy nomination. Well, she is I'm a very talented girl. She takes after her mother. <laughs> <laughs> and and maybe she can take care of her of her mother when her mother gets tired of all of all this work that she's doing. Well, that's tomorrow, so she better get work fast. <laughs> Oh, golly. I wonder, I know you said we could ask you uh, anything. I, I kind of sure. hesitate to, to ask this, but I have heard yeah. you talk about this before uh, to a room full of 700 people, so I thought that sure. I would would dare to ask because I, I just think you have the most uh, humorous and healthy attitude about um, the the men, the former men in your life. <laughs> Now well, let's, not, let's not get R-rated here. <laughs> no, we won't get, not with Debbie. We won't get R-rated. Well, with no. Unfortunately, I think a lot of actresses have that problem. You know, the, they, you know, the men can't take the women that are kind of famous and more than they, and it's really difficult for them. And so, it winds up to be unsuccessful mergers, and also. When they leave, they take all the money, which is sort of depressing. <laughs> That's the. And oh my God. You've you've just, in spite of uh, of that, you have managed to uh, soldier on and then um, make uh, some of the some of these many examples in your wonderful shows. <laughs> because I remember. Oh yes, I I uh, all in stitches. <laughs> yes, I I I tease them a great deal, and I call them all kinds of names, and, um, I, you know, the word schmuck comes into mind, uh, but you can't say that on television or radio. But I do not have good taste in men, and so I just leave it alone now. I don't even go out. You know, I don't date. I don't do But I have a lot of great male friends, and my brother is wonderful. My son is wonderful. I love men. It's just that I seem to have an allergy to attracting men that want to take all my money. So I've decided I just can't afford it anymore. It's like a sale, a sale at Macy's. I can't have it. <laughs> I 
think that whole interview with Debbie Reynolds was was so much fun, and uh, it it is definitely one one of my favorites. Some of the uh, other voices that you heard on that tape were, of course, James Cold Harrison, who lives in La Jolla, and um, who during the show uh, Debbie invited herself <laughs> to La Jolla <laughs> to stay with Jim, and then we all. Isn't this right, Jazz? We all said that we would we would come and visit in La Jolla, and I she, never got my invitation. I didn't either. I mean, well, she's so busy doing her what the uh, forty two forty two shows that she's in her late seventies and she does forty two live shows a year. So she might have just had a senior moment and forgot to send out our invitations uh, to I go know, along with still, her to James. I would still James. go in a heartbeat. I think you and I and, and Nikki should all just go and, and just visit her. I think it would be a great trip. And the other voice was uh, Jordan Wellen, who is uh, a 19-year-old college student who uh, likes singing in the rain. He thinks it's the best movie ever made. So he was one of the voices that uh, was talking with Debbie. So that entire show would be a, a treat, I think, for movie addicts to take another listen to or to listen to it for for the first time. Nikki, what are some of your favorite moments since you're the the uh the one that's been with us the the longest? Uh do you have some times that that stick in your mind that you that would call your favorites? Okay, come on y'all. We would have had to play this whole entire show. But you know Tony Curtis calling you Betty Joe Culpepper? <laughs> And making and making a pass and making a pass at James because he thought that he was Jane. Jane, <laughs> that's, that's one of mine. Well, th- that was I know. Well, that was mine. Of mine. <laughs> you know that oh. when James when James emails me anymore, he always says, "Dear Betty Culpepper." <laughs> I'll never forget that. But Tony Ever. was having a little trouble hearing, and so he did. Yeah, he did mistake my name. Yeah, yeah. A little and he did. <laughs> he had quite a bit of trouble. <laughs> but I like this because he said, Betty Culpepper, what a name. What a, what what a name. A and it's name. And I have a movie for you. Get this. Yep. Betty Culpepper, starring in Montana Falls. <laughs> Oh, I, Tony, I never Tony heard had a of him. Of different problems, actually. Tony, Tony was one of the more controversial guests we've had. Uh, that was just an interesting show all the way around, I guess. Mm. It was, it was, and it was full of. It definitely was full of, of surprises. So, uh, any other favorites that you that you have, uh, Nikki, that you'd like to mention? Well, I loved when we had the. Um, of course, I always forget his name. The guy that was on. Oh, now, of course, my mind went blank. Remember? Oh, shoot. <laughs> I don't remember. I know. Go to somebody else, and then I'll get it. All right. I'm going to go to somebody else. Yeah, I'm going to go to somebody else. I'm going to go to AJ. AJ, do you have some favorite moments? that You've been you've been so loyal, uh, one of our favorite guests, and somebody that we'd like to have on the show every week if we could if if you could work it into your into your schedule and if we could afford it. So, yeah. what are some of your what of your what are some of your favorite moments? Uh, some of my favorite moments. It's not so much when I, when you ask me this question, I couldn't think of so much favorite moments as I could favorite shows because the oh. whole experience as one was a really great. 
uh, time, but I remember uh, the presidential debate show from uh, back around the 2008 election where all of us talked about the yes. uh, different movie presidents and we all gave campaign speeches. And even, yeah. though, I, even though mine didn't win, it was great just listening to everyone make their case. And you got to hear about some of, some of the classic presidents from like the old days to as recently as like uh, Morgan Freeman and Deep Impact. And it was really great listening to all those guys. And I forgot per- about that, but that was a great show. And personally, my favorite. Nobody ever picked up the phone. Interesting. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was it was it's very. Cause was, it was because I was screening. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody worked so hard on those campaign speeches. I thought they, I thought they were, they were just great. So that's that's wonderful. How, how about you, Jazz? A, a favorite show or favorite moment that you'd like to mention? Uh, I had to go through a few, but of all of them, and this may be a strange pick. I really liked our interview with William Sanderson the best. Uh, he was. Such you mean your inter- You mean your interview with William Sanderson? <laughs> what do you mean my interview? It was, you know, it was a whole show. I couldn't uh, get a he, word in edgewise, <laughs> but oh, it was great. It was great. <laughs> one of my favorite character actors ever, yeah. and and such an interesting guy with such an interesting life story, and just his work on. Deadwood and and so many other shows. I mean, he's been around forever. It's like every every time you turn on the TV, and he had such great stories. I mean, just he has lived the life in every aspect of performing. You know, from from lifting and carrying sets to being a, you know a brand name star, and and so willing to share. And I just thought he was terrific. I agree. That was that was wonderful, and I enjoyed very much the the way you and uh, and William interacted in in that show it's it's one of my favorites too so uh good good choice I, you know i remember I have, mine all right nikki barry bostwick from rocky horror picture show yes oh that was <laughs> right for me. i'm still so jealous i found out about the show it, right after barry's appearance and i'm one of the biggest amazing. rocky horror fans ever and i am so ticked that i never got to interview him he was amazing. He's he was, and maybe next um, Halloween we can get him back because there probably will be some new developments. And he's so generous with his time. But I really thought that that he was great describing his his work on that uh, show. And he was so wonderful with the people that called in. And he has so many fans. Well, that movie in itself has has so many fans. So that that's a very very good uh, pick. And. Of course, I've already mentioned about uh, Debbie Reynolds. <laughs> I just thought that that show is is probably close to the top for me. Cloris Leachman talking about working with uh, Mel Brooks, and we'll hear a little bit from her in a minute. And Lorna Luff's uh, mother-daughter medley that she brought with her when we were doing the tribute to Judy Garland, and I, I we do have the tape of that. Nikki was was so nice to put that on our switchboard. And we will hear it. Uh, this is supposed to be a fun show, but be prepared for a couple of tears when you hear that one. Fred Willard discussing his comedy sketch class. Oh, that was up on the top of my list, too. That If, if oh. I didn't pick the one I did, I think Fred Willard was one of my favorites. Because, oh, what a, just, what a great real guy. Wasn't he, Betty Joe? Just a he real was. Guy. 
He absolutely was. And then the bully from A Christmas Story. I forget his name. A.J. Yeah. Uh, Zach, Zach, Zach Ward. Zach Ward, who played that that uh, mean little red-headed <laughs> bully in A Christmas Story. And he was so gracious and appealing during his uh, interview on the show. And I, I don't know, I guess I was expecting him to be more like his uh, his character <laughs> in A Christmas Story. And then we had so many wonderful indie, independent filmmakers on on the show. I oh, loved uh, listening to Halar Garcia talking about, remember his extensive search for Johnny Depp to give him a guitar especially made for him? Yes. <laughs> and then making a documentary about it. And that that was, to me, you know, shows what a dedicated, obsessive personality can do, and I hope and they those have. Those are some uh, of the best ones, if I can just say briefly. Uh, you have given a platform to a lot of filmmakers who don't get into the major spotlight, you know, and and opened up, you know, hopefully some bit of a new audience for them. And I, I love the way you do that, and you know, just give them a fair shake if they do good work. Well, which means instead of 150 episodes, there are now 388. <laughs> Movie Attic Headquarters episodes available for your listening pleasure uh, as archived segments. I see we already have some callers, and I think um, I think I see James Colt Harrison's number, and since he's been uh, mentioned several times already, I'd like to um, to bring him in now. Uh, welcome back to Movie Attic Headquarters, James. Well, I'm always happy to be here. I've been here, I guess, since almost the beginning, and it's been so much fun. I just love it. Well, we we love it every time that that you are are on the show. And um, there's some surprise news uh, later on in the show um, that you'll be very, very happy uh, to hear. But right now, I wonder if you have um, a particular episode or a guest that's uh, your favorite out of uh, the past eight years? That's a difficult one. Uh, my favorite shows are the ones that I'm on, so that, that's yes. always <laughs> And you've been on, on a lot of them. <laughs> I've been on so many, I don't even remember. I'm just completely dizzy. I can't remember a thing. So <laughs> well, you, well, you were. I did, I did enjoy uh Tony Curtis, uh, I'd interviewed him several times over the years from when he was young until he was 84. That was always fun, our, our little session with him. And, and, uh, and of course, Debbie. We love Debbie. Oh, absolutely. And uh, do you know um, one of the fa- my favorite shows where uh, you were the uh, co-host, The Shawshank Redemption Oh yeah. Remember yes. when we yes. did it, oh, yes. we celebrated the we celebrated the anniversary. I think it was the 20th anniversary of the Shawshank yes. Redemption. Yes, it was. Yeah. And we uh, we didn't know uh, all that much about the Shawshank Redemption, but no. <laughs> we certainly found a lot to talk about regarding that wonderful film. And we you know one of our that. I know, but I, I do uh, advise the listeners to to check out that archived. I think they'll get a big uh, kick out of it. And one of our partners in crime uh, <clears throat> on our, so many of our tribute shows that you that you've helped us with is Diana Sanger, and I think I see her phone number on the 
on the switchboard. So let's uh, let's bring her on now. Welcome back to Movie Attic Headquarters, Diana. Thanks for joining in the anniversary party. Well, I couldn't miss the anniversary party. Heavens. <laughs> or any party for that matter. <laughs> That's right. She's a hard one. We were there, right? Yes, I'm so glad that you that you were able to call in. Do, do you have you've been on uh, Movie Attic Headquarters so many times, and we we call on you because of your uh, you do uh, operate, edit, and contribute to the cla- to Classic Movie Guide, and we do so many shows related to classic movies. So we we always uh, appreciate it when when you come on and share your expertise, as well as as well as of course your colleague, uh, film historian James Cold Harrison. So do you have a favorite guest or show? from the past eight years that you'd like to mention? I think Cloris was my favorite guest, comedy-wise. Um, but I also liked Robert Osborne. You know, I'm, I'm such a fan of his with all the classic films and his knowledge and his uh, kindness and just generosity. That was a great show. And there's been so many, and I like you, the musicals, you know, Singing in the Rain and... Um, what else? I slept since we were on the show last. <laughs> well, there have been so many. I mean, 388. But I'm so glad you mentioned Chloris because I think that's one of the shows that our listeners uh, might like to check uh, check out because it, it wasn't an interview. It was a comedy ambush. And remember, she even brought along her own sound effects. In fact, right. we have a clip right now where we can hear a little bit of her uh, interview. We interviewed her just after her autobiography was published, and and here's a little uh, teaser for everybody. I'm just so impressed with the way you did, of course, include all aspects of your life. You you talked about your career, your family, your friends, and your honest feelings. (laughs) Right, and your honest feelings about about everything that's uh, happened to you. But my favorite books I Part of the book was, and I have to admit this, were those behind-the-scenes showbiz anecdotes <laughs> that you share with with readers. I I am still chuckling over the the actor studio uh, stories about Marlon Brando, <laughs> and, you know about the chicken and your imitation of a lizard. <laughs> Would uh-huh. you? Which one of those was your favorite, and, and could you tell our listeners a, a little bit about uh, uh, Marlon Brando actress too? Well, yeah, one of the stories, right, of, of, about the chicken or your imitation of the li- of a lizard. No, I like the one where <laughs> uh, we had to use objects, or, or we had to do things without something. For instance, uh, uh, one person got up and. Um, he was going to show us how you peel a banana without the banana. <clears throat> so right, I remember he, that one too. So he put his right, his left hand up, and he started peeling very, 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 very carefully, very carefully down, down, and then his other took another little piece on the top and started. Pulling it down, 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 and started with the next 
and he said, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can smell it. He thought the scent was, he was doing such a magnificent job that he could smell it. I was sitting in the second row eating a banana. (laughs) 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 That's a great, that's. That is a great story. And, Anne, if if I remember correctly, you had some mixed feelings about uh, your uh, experience with the Actors Studio. Is that right? No, that isn't true. No, 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 no. I loved it beyond words. You can't imagine how much it meant to me, what an extraordinary part of my life it was. And I credit it almost entirely with making me better than I could have been. And... Oh, Anna brought me my most wonderful homemade soup. Oh, what is it? Potato, celery, leeks. Oh, yum. Mm. Yum. Mm. Mm. I can smell it. I wonder if my husband's eating soup in the next room. <laughs> I, think he I know she's eat. making me hungry. So. Well, if I eat something, would it sound like... You you kind of had a reputation of being Peck's bad girl there for a while, didn't you? Well, I think I still do. <laughs> so, yes, indeed. I think Cloris is right. She probably is still a Peck's bad girl. Diana, was that uh, was that the episode that you're talking about? Do you recognize that uh, that voice? Yes, yes. <laughs> but isn't and it wonderful love- to be to be so talented and so secure that you can go off the chart, you know, and you'll still be fine. That, that, that's so cute. That's so cool. Yeah, she she certainly uh, certainly did uh, uh, make us laugh a lot. And, uh, in fact, she, she kind of in, insulted us, too, because uh, she mentioned that it was her birthday coming up, and we all sang happy birthday to her. And she said that's the worst singing she'd ever heard. (laughs) And she was right. She was absolutely right. Well, I see we have another caller. I think this is Richard Jack Smith calling in all the way from Wales. So let's bring him on. Hi, Richard. Hi, everybody. Good to be back. (laughs) Oh, gosh, it's so good to hear your voice. Uh, How are you today? I'm doing great. Yes, it's wonderful to be back on the show and uh, hearing all these memories about uh, being on Movie Addict Headquarters. Uh, very entertaining with Cloris Leachman. Very funny. <laughs> she, she she was, and we loved when she talked about working for Mel Brooks. So so um, oh, I do hope that the listeners will uh, look for that uh, episode. It's called Cloris Leachman, the One and Only. And uh, even if they've heard it once, it's it's worth uh, hearing again. Well, Richard, we've uh, enjoyed you being on the show so so many times. You've helped us out, just like Diana and uh, and James Cold Harrison with um, uh, picking you know the the Oscars. You know who's going to win the Oscar, and yeah, uh, yeah. also. I I loved very much uh, talking with you about your wonderful book called Incidental Gold, and I understand you have uh, another book coming out soon. Am I right? Uh, It's it's a work in progress, but yes, um, I'm working on the movie guide, kind of expansion of basically the reviews I've been writing. Yeah, and it's going off in lots of different directions, which I'm just just honing it and, you know, adding to it all the time. It's, It's really coming along good. 
Well, I'm so glad to hear that, and you'll be sure to let us know when when um, you're ready to come back on the show and talk a little bit more about that, won't you? Yeah, absolutely. Great. Well, do you have a, a favorite episode or guest that you've heard on Movie Addict Headquarters uh, during this past eight years that you'd like to mention? I really enjoyed the, the first show that, um, I did um, with you, uh, which was, I think, about early Oscar buzz back in 2011. I really enjoyed that, uh, being able to speak with you, of course, and the other guests. That was that was very nice. I really enjoyed it. I got very, a lot of fond memories about that. Well, you're you're kind of our Oscar expert. You keep track of every <laughs> single category. So we always look forward to I, I, I get to it your... wrong probably more times than I get it right. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, we do. <laughs> we do, too. <laughs> but anyway, I, I just am so pleased that you're, that you're here. And I, I hope uh, all three of you will, will stay on for the, rest, for the rest of the show. But we were talking yeah. about Cloris Leachman. And uh, I mentioned that she was such fun here on Movie Attic Headquarters. And, yeah. well, I really get... I have a lot of fun talking with guests who are willing to be just plain silly sometimes, especially with their creative voices. And what a treat it was for me to speak with W.C. Fields, Mae West, Groucho Marx, and Jimmy Durante all at the same time in one hilarious episode, thanks to George Bettinger, Lizette Amato Bettinger, Nancy Lombardo, and Steve Mendoza during a show about the greatest film comedians. That's one that I recommend for uh, for listeners too, if they if they've missed it. And um, you guys might remember that the Muppets released their first movie in 12 years back in 2011. And guess what? We were lucky to book them as PR for the film, thanks to Morgan Lawrence and Danny. Dyer, and here's how that conversation went down. Welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters, Kermit. Thank you for inviting me. I heard this is a fun show, so I've been looking forward to being here. We do have a lot of fun here, and we're so glad you could join us, especially on the day before the opening of your new movie. We're hoping Miss Piggy will be here a little later. This must be an exciting time for all you Muppets. Yes, it's very exciting. You know, we haven't made a big screen movie for about 12 years, so we're all kind of nervous. Oh, Kermie, you know the excitement doesn't phase moi at all. I'm such a big star now. I simply let my fans adore me more. Hi, Miss Piggy. I wasn't expecting you so early in the show, but it's such a treat to meet you. Of course it is, dear. Hello, everyone. Kissy, kissy. And you don't look a bit older than in your last film. What's your secret? Now, it wouldn't be a secret if I told you, would it, dear? Don't you agree, Kermie? Oh, uh, I suppose you're right, Piggy. That's Miss Piggy to you, Frog. Well, Miss Piggy and Kermit, now that both of you are with us, I want to ask you some questions about your new film. Kermit, you've played some interesting characters in the Muppet movies, like Bob Cratchit and Captain Smollett. And you play yourself again, though, in the Muppets film opening tomorrow. I'm curious about which character you enjoy doing the most. I think me is my favorite part. 
Acting-wise, I really stretch to play me. And you do it so well, Kermit. But I understand you had to be quite dramatic in this new movie because you're trying to bring the Muppets back together to save the Muppet Theater. Is that right? Yes. For example, in one scene, I walk through the halls of the big mansion looking at portraits of my Muppet friends and missing them. It was very emotional, and I hope it proves those critics wrong who wrote things like the frog candy moat. I'm sure glad I never wrote anything like that, Kermit. And Miss Piggy, I'm told you're playing a plus-size editor of Vogue Paris, and you get to show off your fashion sense with readers all over the world. How do you feel about that new role? Well, I'm sure no one but moi could play this high-powered, gorgeous scene-stealer. I actually saved the day and went Kermie's hen. Don't I, Kermie, dear? Oh, yeah, I uh, smell an Oscar, pig. Uh, I mean, Miss Piggy. Oh, Kermie, I smell it, too. Hey, 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 folks. There's more than drama and glamour in this new flick. Don't forget the comedy. Oh, my gosh, it's Fozzie Bear. I didn't know you could make it today, Fozzie. Thanks for dropping by. Someone had to liven things up, so here I am. Good for you, Fozzie. What were you doing before Kermit got you involved in his plans to save the Muppet Studio? Well, as you know, I live to make people laugh. So I took my stand-up back, my gags, my whoopee cushions, my banana peels to Reno and joined the Muppet Tribute Band called the Muppets. But I missed everyone so much. I know the feeling, Fozzie. I've missed the Muppets, too. That's why I'm very excited about seeing all of you together on the big screen again. I plan to be first in line at the box office, and on behalf of the entire Movie Attic Headquarters gang, thanks to the three of you for being our special guests today. And I know how busy you all are. So bye for now, Kermit, Miss Piggy, and Fozzie Bear. Like all your fans, we can hardly wait to see The Muppets, your new film, which opens tomorrow. And thank heavens, that Muppets movie was great. I thought it was one of, their, uh, one of their best. You know, as I look back over the past eight years, it's so difficult to pick a, a favorite guest or episode because each one is a favorite to me. We've interviewed... Directors, producers, cinematographers, screenwriters, choreographers, comedians, actors, actresses, authors, special effects experts, and lots of wonderful film critics like Diana Sanger, James Cold Harrison, and Richard Jack Smith. And we've had so many fascinating guests. I've learned so much from about movies. I thought I knew a lot about movies before doing Movie Attic Headquarters, but I've learned so much from all of the the guests that we've been so fortunate to have. But I did promise listeners to reveal the top 10 episodes of the past 12 months, as well as of the past eight years. And that, I just, it just was impossible for me to do. So, what I decided was just to go by the number of listeners. And so what we're going to be looking at is the list of the most listened to, the the top ten most listened to instead of – because they're all – I mean, every episode is is tops to me. 
So um, I'm going to go now through the list quickly, and then we can uh, discuss it uh, if there are any questions that uh, Diana or uh, James or Richard would like to ask. But let's talk first about the 10 uh, most listened to episodes during this past year. I wish I had a drum roll. I, I would do that. Number one is seven years of movie fun, and that's our last uh, anniversary celebration. So I was happy to see that as the number one most listened to. Number two, Lisa London from Start to Stardom. Now, Lisa is a casting director, and she came on the show to talk about her book uh, helping. That's, uh, she wrote to help people who want to go into the acting profession, and the book is called From Start to Stardom. Number three is Jay Blair Brown, Living the Dream, and this is a woman who was a form, who was a uh, blog talk radio host, and then she went into being a publicist, a writer, a producer, and uh, she came on the show, and her clients called to tell her how much they appreciated everything that she's doing for them. Number four was Lucille Ball, the queen of comedy. So this was a tribute to the great Lucille Ball. Number five. Filmmaker David Wirth, Cinema Milestones. David Wirth is one of my favorite filmmakers, and he had two new books out that he wanted to talk about, uh, Milestones in Cinema and Zen and the Art of Independent Filmmaking. And uh, so that was number five. Number six, Letters to Ashley, A Sneak Peek. That episode featured Mac Bates and Kyle Olson talking about this new independent film that Kyle uh, uh, made and uh, it's since then it's just just uh, really winning uh, raves on the film festival circuit. And number seven, Angelina Jolie, her films and fame, and uh, A.J. Hockery helped out uh, with uh, disagreeing with me <laughs> quite a bit about the various the best films and the worst films of Angelina Jolie. Number eight, celebrating Judy Garland again. And uh, when we when we uh, first paid tribute to Judy Garland, uh, Lorna Luft, her daughter, came on the show, and she was just so gracious. And uh, that that's another uh, episode that uh, James helped us with. And so that that now is number eight because we did repeat it. It is a rerun. And number nine is filmmaker Misha Zubarev, and it had to be us. He came on the show to talk about the process that he is using to translate the romantic memoir that my husband and I wrote under the pen names of Harry and Elizabeth Lawrence to translate that to the to the screen. Diana Sanger was here to help with that uh, episode, and so was Denise Casino. And then number 10, Last of Robin Hood and The Calling, and we talked about those two movies. We had the screenwriter and uh, we had the director, uh, the screenwriter of one and the director of the other. And uh, it was uh, very interesting to me because uh, Susan Sarandon had key roles in both of those films. Well, let's go to you, James. You showed up in a lot of these uh, episodes. Did, uh, did this remind you of some other episodes that, uh, that, you, uh, uh, that you thought were uh, interesting to you? Well, I think in some of the other years we had some in the top ten. 
seems like every year we do, which is always gratifying, and uh, it makes us very happy. Uh, offhand, I can't remember one specific, but I th- we did one on Mickey Rooney. I think that was very popular, and uh, always with the classic MGM stars. They're uh, very popular with listeners. Oh, yes, I'm glad you mentioned the, the Mickey Rooney um, uh, tribute show because that that was one of the one of the top ten last year, and uh, we we were we really enjoyed that. And Diana Sanger was also on uh, that episode. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's let's look at uh, this. Might be this is the one where you're going to get the big news, James. These are the the top ten most listened to episodes of the past eight years, and I'm going to go backwards on these. Number 10, Tana Frederick Tribute. Tana Frederick holds the record for uh, getting the most calls during an episode. She, 16 of her fans called in, and wow. <laughs> we, were able to, <laughs> we were able to talk to all 16 of them. Number 9, Number Gilda nine. Radner Remembered. And that was Nancy Lombardo and A.J. Uh, Hockery who helped out with that tribute. Number eight, Matt Bates and Kyle Olson. They came on to talk about the uh, summer entertainment camp for high school students in Milwaukee. Number seven, new films and DVDs. And uh, that was uh, we we had a show that was very popular with uh, with James Colt Harrison and A.J. Hey. Hockery and Susan Granger. And the number six was Fathers on Film with uh, Nell Minnow. She talked about her new book about Fathers on Film. Number five was the fall film preview of 2012, and that was Matt Bates and A.J. Hockery. Number four was Monsters vs. Aliens with Nell Minnow and A.J. Hockery debating uh, which are the most entertaining, the monsters or the aliens on film. Number three was Fred Willard in person. And uh, we we could barely get get through the show. He had us had us laughing so much. That was just like Cloris Leachman. And speaking of Cloris Leachman, number two was Cloris Leachman, the one and only. And number one, we do need a we do need a drum roll here. The birds again, and we broadcast that episode on September 11, 2012. We were uh, helping Universal Pictures to celebrate their 100th anniversary. Uh, one of the things they did was to re-release the the birds on the big screen. And so on that show, we had Turner Classic Movies host Ben Mankiewicz, and we had James Colt Harrison, and we uh, had clips from uh, Tippy. Hedron, who starred in The Birds, talking about working with uh, Alfred Hitchcock, Hitchcock. So that's the number number one. So congratulations, James, Yay. for being in the number one most <laughs> most listened to. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so so how do you feel about that? <laughs> well, it's it's a big thrill because you know you never expect that to happen, but when it does, it's it's really gratifying that people mm. love the show, they love you, and and uh, I enjoy coming on so much that it's it's so nice to be uh, acknowledged. 
Well, we we as I've mentioned before, we really appreciate it when you when you are on the show, and um, of course I I appreciate all the the people that have been so helpful uh, to be uh, co-hosts and and to be guests on the show. So uh, we're getting close to time to wrap things up. So I want to ask uh, Richard uh, if there are any comments or or questions that uh, that uh, you'd you'd like to add, Richard. It's been absolutely wonderful um, contributing to Movie Addict Headquarters, and as James, AJ, and, and Diana have said, it's it's always a joy to share our opinions and feelings about cinema with uh, with you and the other listeners. Well, I want to thank you so much for calling in, um, all three Pleasure. of you, and for being being such terrific guests and uh, and also co-hosts on many of our shows. I cannot believe that the time has gone by this fast. I and I just I have so many favorites that I that I wanted to to mention. It's it's really impossible to list them all, but I I do want to mention about uh Rising Star Leslie Lewis, I I think she was just so special talking about her first lead role in the movie uh, with Child, and I wanted to make sure that I uh, that I mentioned that to you. And our big Cinderella-thon with Nell Minow and Mac Bates and A.J. Hockery, love that. Rita Moreno and Robert Osborne discussing Singing in the Rain. That made a big impression on me. Filmmaker Stephen Simon interview, interviewing on our show and talking about uplifting movies. Hugh O'Brien explaining how he actually got shot in the last John Wayne movie, which ironically was titled The Shooter. <laughs> Judy Joy Jones explaining what it's like playing a zombie in The Walking Dead. Phil Hall talking about the greatest bad movies of all time. I loved all our tribute shows with help from, from James Cole Harrison and Diana Sanger. Rita Graham singing My One and Only Love from Leaving Las Vegas. And uh, Lucy Arnaz arguing with me about Neil Diamond's performance in uh, The Jazz Singer. Oh, my gosh. I've, got to, I've really got to wrap things up. I want to thank all our uh, chatters today we've we've had um we've had people coming in and out of the uh chat room i i really appreciate your participation but it is time to wrap things up so i want to let everyone know how much i've appreciated the opportunity to host this show the past 8 years and the support we've received from blog talk radio there's so many people to thank i hope i don't forget anyone first of all nikki star Morgan Lawrence, Jazz Shaw, Amy Domestico, our wonderful film critics like the Mad Movie Man, Nell Minow, Diana Sanger, James Cole Harrison, Richard Jack Smith, Mac Bates, and all our fascinating guests and chatters. Special thanks to Wacko Bob, Pat Vecchioni, Chuck Skull, and uh, George uh, Bettinger for their enthusiastic support, as well as to Neil Haley, Danny Dyer, and Richard B. Smart for their technical help. Thanks to Alan Levy for creating this almost miraculous technology that allows us to have so much fun with movies here on Blog Talk Radio. And a big shout-out to Will Griffiths for the show's spirited intro and to A.J. Daniels for our first outro music. And, of course, to all our listeners, I hope everyone enjoyed our eighth anniversary party. 
I know I sure did. Please come back next time for another lively show about movies. In the meantime, don't you forget to check out our film reviews at realtalkreviews.com. That's R-E-E-L, realtalkreviews.com. And next time we will have William V. Madison, author of a new biography about Madeline Kahn. I'm just in the middle of reading it now, and it is just uh, so well-researched and fascinating to read. So I hope you will come back and join us then. Well, that's all for now, folks. So here's Tony Babino, who sounds just like Al Jolson, to take us out with a song we dedicate to all our guests and listeners during this past eight years of Movie Attic Headquarters on Blog Talk Radio. You made me love you. Didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it. You made me want you. And all the time you knew it. I guess you always knew it. You made me happy sometimes. Oh, you made me glad. But there was time, baby. <laughs> you ain't heard nothing yet. You made me cry, Pa. I didn't want to tell you. I didn't want to tell you. I want some love, girl. You know I do, did I do? Yes I do. Give me, give me, give me, give me what I cry for. You know you got the kind of kisses that I die for. You know you make me love you. One more time, Tony. You made me love you. Didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it. You made me want you. And all the time you knew it. I guess you always knew it. You made me happy sometimes. Oh, you made me glad. But there was time, baby. <laughs> you ain't heard nothing yet. You made me cry, Pa. I didn't want to tell you. I didn't want to tell you. I want some love, you know I do, did I do, yes I do, give me, give me, give me, give me what I cry for, you know you got the kind of kisses that I die for, you know.